Welcome to episode 138 of Vegas Revealed. NASCAR is coming to town and the Las Vegas Motor Speedway is revving up. The sights and the sounds are just incredible. Plus, a new spectacular show is coming to win Las Vegas. The enormity of this project is hard to fathom and harder to put into words. What we learned about it after chatting with the creators. And illusionist David Blaine opens at Resorts World. Hold your breath for this one, everyone. We'll tell you what we loved about the show. And in our tips, we have a free show for you to see at a casino off the strip that a lot of people don't know about. Plus, steak and lobster for a price you will not believe. All that and more coming up on Vegas Revealed. But first, listen up. We have exciting news about our Vegas Near Me sponsor. The Vegas Near Me app has officially launched. But here's the thing. You do need iOS 16 updated on your phone. So download that now. Well, the Vegas Near Me app is for Vegas visitors and locals, and you're going to find everything in this app. We've had the luxury of testing it the last couple months, and boy, we're amazed at how much content is included. You got to get it. Use our Vegas Revealed link that we've provided in our show notes and download it to your phone now. Locations, hours, book a hotel room, and Uber. It has every type of attraction listed, every kind of restaurant and show. It even links up to podcasts and blogs that talk about each location so you can hear more about it. Listen, it's taken six years and a team of more than 40 people around the world to develop Vegas Near Me. Download and don't forget, use our link. If it's fun to do or see, it's on Vegas Near Me. Let's spin that wheel. Welcome, everyone, to Vegas Revealed, episode 138. Dana Roselli here with Sean McAllister, and we've got a lot to talk about today. This week, we got the very first glimpse of what's being called a new era in Las Vegas entertainment. Yeah, it really is. It feels like we're, you know, at the beginning of kind of the next phase of what people expect on stage here in Las Vegas. Uh, We had breakfast with executives over at Win Las Vegas and the creative team of the new show that was just announced over there. It's called Awakening. We'll share everything that we learned about this multi-million dollar production coming up in just a few minutes. Yeah, and there's a lot of firsts in this show, so... That's exciting right there. (laughs) Yeah, things you've never heard about relating to Las Vegas shows or really shows anywhere else in the world. This is going to be great. So you'll want to stay tuned for that for sure. But first, a show that we were talking about last week and we promised we would talk about this week, and that is David Blaine in Spades. His show opened at Resorts World. And just real quick, want to go over the fact that we had mentioned he was there for a weekend. He was coming back at the end of October and then back in December. But already, since the show has opened, he's announced more dates in January of 2023 and March of 2023. So you, when you hear us talk about it and you go, man, I need to see this, don't worry, there's going to be more opportunities. And it really is a great show to see. And we were just talking, Dana, about this being a new era of entertainment in relation to the new show at Win. I feel like David Blaine kind of fits into that new era too, because the way that his show is put together, it kind of like throws out all the rules that you're kind of like supposed to follow 
when you're creating a Las Vegas show. Yeah, and I think when a lot of us who have been around the block for a while (laughs) walked out of the show, we were all in agreement. Like, you know what? That was really different, but I liked it. And kind of refreshing. It was. I mean, we walked in, and David Blaine's, like, floating around the theater in the sky uh, with with a, like, huge batch of balloons. And that went on for, what did that, like, at least, like, 15, 20 minutes. At least, yeah. As people kind of filed in. And you're like, and, and the fun part is, is you kind of can't figure out what's going on. You're like, is he getting the lay of the land? Is he just floating around to say hello? So you, so you don't know what to expect. Well, and you know what was funny? When I walked in the theater and saw somebody up, like, strung up with a bunch of balloons, <laughs> I was thinking, I was like, that's interesting. Does he have, like... Uh, a clown or a mm-hmm. comedian who's warming up the audience before the show. But then as I got closer, I was like, no, wait a second. This is David Blaine. I know. We're like, wait, what? And then as soon as he's over you, it's like, hey. And you know what? <laughs> Everyone's capturing video, which is great. Yeah. What a great idea as he's floating over you. Um, so that lasted for a while. And then he kind of goes from the balloon to this, what would you call it? Like a scaffolding, beam, scaffolding, a beam, yeah, yeah, ladder, whatever, and climbs up. What was that? Seven stories? Did he say? It, Seven, almost to? eight stories, almost eighty feet up. Eighty feet up, yeah. So we're we're waiting. Like, well, what's going on? We see a load of boxes, cardboard boxes on the ground. The lights are still on in the theater, by the way, and it's kind of like this thing is getting set up. So it's kind of like you're part of the construction of this stunt. Totally. We were there waiting and. For again, for what? Like, I don't even know, like 10, 15 minutes? Yeah, probably. Is he okay? So then he says, Everyone count down from 10. I'm gonna jump. <laughs> and we're like, okay. You know what? I might even have that countdown in my phone. Hold on, let's play that. He jumped into a pile of cardboard boxes from 80 feet up. And I don't know that, I think people were like maybe expecting it, but when it happens, my breath was taken away. I know. I was like, like, oh my gosh. gosh. And I felt like (laughs) that sentiment was carried throughout the show. Mm Mm-hmm. Every time he did something, I was peeking through my fingers as I was covering my eyes or my jaw was just on the ground or gagging, (laughs) depending on which act you're you're talking about. But I I mean, it was it was just I was in amazement. Yeah. I mean, when it, go to our social media because we do have what it looked like when David Blaine jumped and how he kind of walked out of those boxes without a scratch on him, smiling. <laughs> and you could see there were some blankets down there too to maybe like, you know, buffer the fall a little bit, but still, that was crazy. Yeah. And by the way, it was a star-studded opening night when we were there. Um, Woody Harrelson was there. Edward Norton was there as uh, to watch the show, and he also became a part of it Yeah, at one point as well, getting up on stage and, and talking a while. Uh, Lars Ulrich, uh, Dr. Dre, Eminem, uh, Logan Paul. Mm-hmm. 
the YouTuber and yeah. fighter. Now. I saw him the next night at the Shack fundraiser too at MGM. Grand. Oh right, he was making the rounds. Yeah, huh? uh, Rob Lowe in town. Lots of people were here. I know. How did I miss Rob Lowe? I love Woody Harrelson. I didn't see him. I'm bummed. <laughs> but anyway, I mean, you know, we don't want to go when it's an illusionist I, and something's new. I feel like we don't want to go through every single thing, right? Mm-hmm. We don't want to give stuff away. But what was different? Um, like you. You had mentioned also was an intermission, an 18 minute intermission. Be prepared for that. But here's the deal. David says, I'm going to have to go prepare for my biggest stunt yet in this show. So I need to take an intermission. You guys go do your thing. And you know what? It wasn't bad. It went by fast. People were able to go grab a drink. And then we came back in for what was an incredible stunt where David holds his breath underwater with an alligator. In a tank with him. Like, <laughs> I know. It was insane. There's so much to talk about, but I kind of don't want to give away. Right. The so, one thing that I will say about what makes this show different is that you won't find the pacing that you would find mm-hmm. at, um, I'll call it a production show. Right. This is not... This is not the kind, it's not a David Copperfield kind of illusion show at all. You know, and David Blaine has done a lot of things where he walks the street. It did feel like, you're right, it was like we were all standing on a street, maybe in Times Square, looking up or watching into and wondering what he was going to do next and that kind of thing and just hearing him talk. It was interesting. We thought it was great. We liked going to something different, experiencing something different. And, you know, welcome to the strip, David Blaine. Yeah. I mean, a successful opening. And obviously, with added show dates in January and March of uh, next year, definitely uh, something that, that Resorts World was happy with yeah, as well. Exactly. And we did say, gosh, that show was physically, um, I'm assuming, and mentally exhausting for him, I can only imagine. So it makes sense that he's doing, like I'm looking ahead at the dates and it's like the 6th and 7th of January, 27th and 28th. It's like, you can, I can only imagine like two days is enough of what he goes through mentally and physically in that show. Oh my God. It would take a lot of recovery time. Yeah. I would imagine. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. Well, congratulations to David Blaine. Moving on to uh, the sports world, we have a huge NASCAR weekend coming up here in Las Vegas next weekend. It's, I mean, it starts with trials on Friday and then moves into a race on Saturday and the main event on Sunday. And it's something that draws thousands and thousands of people here, Dana. It really is a great experience. If you've never been to a NASCAR race. You gotta go. The Las Vegas Motor Speedway is an incredible, incredible track. It's the South Point 400. It's happening the 14th to the 16th. We didn't speed. We traveled up to the Las Vegas Motor Speedway, and we sat down with General Manager Chris Powell to talk about everything that you can expect. So, Chris, we're a week away from another big race weekend here in Las Vegas. Are you excited for it? (laughs) Absolutely. Dane and Sean, first of all, thank you for coming out. Uh, Appreciate the exposure you give to Las Vegas Motor Speedway. Uh, uh, Proud of what the Speedway has done, the role the Speedway has played for 20-plus years in the Las Vegas Valley. And and, uh, we we feel like we're good corporate partners with the city, and we bring a lot of people into town that 
that enjoy coming here and having a great time. And one of the things that's uh, so gratifying is, is that we are selling not only NASCAR racing, but selling Las Vegas and what this city has to offer. And so uh, it makes it a lot easier as a, an event promoter when you can sell these, you know, not only the great racing that we have here at the Speedway, but also the great hotels and the meals and the restaurants and the shows and the uh, other forms of entertainment, the gaming and the retail opportunities that families have when they come here for NASCAR. And so it's uh, it's it's very an exciting time. If you ask am I excited about next week? Absolutely. Because, it, you know, the, the, my favorite moment is when the the at the right at the end of the national anthem and the thunderbirds fly over and uh, you hit home of the brave and the excitement and the, and the green flags about to fall and you can feel you know how excited the fans are for the for the action that's getting ready to unfold on the racetrack so you're darn right i'm excited <laughs> Well, and that's the thing. I mean, you know, great time for the Speedway, a great time for NASCAR fans, but like you said, a great time for Las Vegas. And we were just chatting about the difference between, I mean, there's a way, there's two experiences. There's watching NASCAR on TV, but there's kind of nothing like watching it and being a part of the action in person. Talk to me and talk to our listeners about what it's like experiencing NASCAR in person, if you haven't been or if you have been and you haven't been in a while. Well, the sights and the sounds are just incredible. And uh, obviously, if you watch it on TV, and so many people do, millions of people every Saturday and Sunday afternoon watch NASCAR and other forms of racing on television. But actually being there and going through the midway before the race, you know, spending an hour or so, not only just the merchandise that's offered out there, but also the various forms of entertainment. And we've had to up our game over the years in order to keep people's interest, not just in the racing, but also when they come to the speedway and they're approaching and they, uh, you know, it's like when the, the, the NFL draft came to Las Vegas and the NFL puts out all these displays, all these interactive opportunities for fans and we're doing the same thing here at las vegas motor speedway and make whether it's music out on the bands playing on the midway and various driving opportunities and we'll have uh, drifting going out on out on the midway and so we just try to keep people's attention you know our our attention spans as we know are just not quite what they used to be 20 or 30 years ago and so you got to keep people entertained from the moment they get on the property until they leave and so then when you're out in the grandstands after you've we our approach is let's make it so when people sit down in their seat the green flag's about to fall. They've already gotten their money's worth. They've had so much fun already right. on the midway and with the pre-race entertainment and then the Thunderbirds and the and the national anthem. And so by the time the green flag falls, we want people to feel like, well, I've already had a great day, even if the race were to stop right now, which, of course, it doesn't. 267 laps of the South Point 400 later, and people are just exhilarated because of the power, the competition. You know, you... Occasionally, we get out on the highway and we look down and we're going 75 or 80 miles an hour. We're going a little bit too fast. You think about these guys are going three times that in some cases. They're going, you know, 100 to 200 miles an hour down the backstretch. It's incredible. And they're not just doing it by themselves. They've got 40 or so other young men and women who were trying to get in front of them. So, I mean, the, it, it is, they're, they're risking so much and it is so exciting. And it just makes for a tremendous opportunity when you're actually on the property and in the arena as opposed to sitting at home on the couch. Yeah, so well, true. 
And you talk about the the sights and the sounds that people experience here, but there's a feel too. Isn't there a rumble that you feel through your whole body that there is no way you can experience at home? It really is. I mean, it just it. You know, when you think about, you just hear one race car fire up and it's pretty loud. But when you've got forty or so of them, and they're 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 waiting to they've gentlemen or drivers start your engines and then they all pull off pit road, and they take two or three pace laps and they're going about fifty miles an hour and you, you it just builds up and it builds up and then when they're all hitting the throttle, it's just amazing. It really is. And you guys have a lot of things. Was I looking at s- some of the, the facts about what's going on that weekend that people can go for free on Friday night to watch what some of the qualifiers are practice? Right. We've got Xfinity the, for the Alsco 302 uh, qualifying on Friday late afternoon. And we're going to have a lot of things going on here on the Midway. Uh, we call it now the fan fan zone or fan interactive area. Uh, so we've got things going on all day on the midway area and then qualifying, practicing qualifying late in the afternoon. And that's going to be free because we're not actually promoting an actual race as in a green flag and, 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 and X number of laps and then the checkered flag, but rather practicing qualifying. So we decided let's bring out some young people, some kids who otherwise might not be able to afford to be able to come and it, and it's all free and experience what's on the midway and all the excitement even in the neon garage so so the fans get that opportunity for free on on Friday and then Saturday is the Alsco 3 Alsco uniforms 302 and uh, we've got some local competitors who will be competing in that Noah Gregson and uh, Riley Herbst and then that's the Xfinity race which is sort of the AAA baseball to the Cup Series of uh, that'll compete on Sunday, and that's on Sunday is the South Point 400. Michael Gone and everyone at the South Point, great friends of us at the Speedway, and we just appreciate their involvement so much. Ryan Grounding, Sally Gone, on down the line, they all uh, work really hard throughout the year. Our people meet with with them throughout the year to make sure that this one weekend is going to be so special. And both of these races. Uh, both the Saturday and Sunday races are in the playoffs, the NASCAR playoffs. So the, the drivers have just even more motivation to, to lay it all on the line because uh, they're in the playoffs and each, each three races they pair down a few more competitors so that uh, we'll end up at the end of the season with one champion. But, uh, so this race will play a big role in who uh, proceeds on through the playoffs in NASCAR. So with tens of thousands of fans coming into town for this weekend of racing, uh, do you have anything new that's going on that people maybe haven't experienced here in years past? Well, Sean, each year we try to do a few new things. Sometimes we rely on the, some of the same old things, such as the transporter parade coming up the, the Las Vegas Strip, which always seems to get people excited, and you, you'll see thousands and thousands of race fans out there on the Las Vegas Strip, and they, they cheer for the the, cheer, the transporters, the drivers that they, they love, and they boo the ones they don't like, and so it, it, it really is like a mini race in its own right. Uh, the, uh, the, the, the Raiders 
Devontae Adams is going to be the pace car driver, so we're excited about that. And and he did a little video for us and, and expressed so much excitement that he has for, for coming out here. I can't imagine being able to do that, to drive the pace car. I just, I'd give anything to be able to do it myself. Come on, you can't pull any strings? <laughs> I'm not quite the celebrity that Devontae Adams is. One of the things that we're doing here at Las Vegas Motor Speedway during our October race from the, starting this year is to honor one driver, one legendary driver from yesteryear. And so the first uh, driver that we're going to honor in, in 2022 is the guy who won here the first NASCAR Cup Series race back in 1998, and that's Mark Martin, Hall of Fame member from Na- uh, NASCAR's Hall of Fame. And so Mark will be here along with not only that, but the race car that he competed in right here at Las Vegas in 1998 we found he doesn't own it. Jack Roush, his team owner, does not no longer owns it. A young man in uh, Maryville, Tennessee, purchased it in an auction a few years ago and has restored it to so it looks exactly like the car that Mark drove here in 1998. And our friend Chris Klein, who's on our charity board happens to own the uniform that Mark Martin drove in 1998 when he was here. And so we'll have that on display as well, as well as the race car. And so we're going to have Mark out at the South Point on Thursday evening for a party that fans can attend. They can meet Mark, uh, talk to him about the the glory days of his uh, of his career. So we're very excited about that. And we'll be announcing during race week this year which legendary driver we will honor in 2023 so we'll be excited about that announcement as well well listen i told you i went to a race and it was not what i expected you're right it is for everyone it's a lot of fun and it's a day it is enjoyable day and the weather's always good and it's just it's all around fun if we want tickets we go to where lvms.com and log on and uh, we've got all kinds of specials running and we've got a few good good seats left so they or they can call uh, 1-800-644-4444. Now, you talk about yesterday. That's yesterday, buying, t- <laughs> buying tickets over the phone because now you can, you know, go to your laptop and, and, and purchase them in, in no time flat. The, uh, the Neon Garage offers an entertainment option during our race weekend where fans can see the drivers and the teams up close as they prepare the cars to do battle out on the racetrack. And so that's the kind of option that you don't get at many other racetracks is the Neon Garage. And plus we have entertainment out there all through the weekend and, and, and incredible concessions offerings. So, so many things to do here during an event weekend at Las Vegas Motor Speedway. Great. Thanks so much, Chris. Sean, Dana, thank you for having me. Look forward to having you out here. I, I know a good guy who can get you tickets. All right. <laughs> tickets. I'm a ticket to, man. Ready to feel that rumble. Good. I didn't want to pick up the phone and call. <laughs> and Dana, I just want to note that uh, in our uh, conversation with Chris Powell, I don't know if um, you know our listeners will be able to hear it, but there were jets mm-hmm. flying by during our interview because the Las Vegas Motor Speedway is pretty close to Nellis Air Force Base, uh, you know, in the northern part of the Las Vegas Valley. And while we were sitting in in Chris's office, 
I could definitely hear those jets flying by. Oh, yeah, I could too. And like the walls were shaking. That was cool. It's <laughs> so home to the Thunderbirds, if you didn't realize that, everyone. So we have so much going on in Las Vegas. It's such a great place. It is. I mean, we've already talked about, you know, a new show that opened, uh, NASCAR coming to the Las Vegas Motor Speedway, all the activities for everyone, some of them free, some of them are ticket, but the weather's been beautiful. And now we get to talk about a new show coming to the win. We talked a long time ago during the pandemic about a show that had closed at the win and it was Larev. Great show. And involved water, a beautiful theater in the round. And we always wondered, what's going in there? Well, now we know the answer. You had mentioned last week or the week before that this show has really been hush-hush and it's called Awakening. Yeah, the, the only thing really that had leaked out about what to expect from this show was the name awakening Mm -hmm. we did other than that we knew absolutely nothing about what this show was going to be we did know that there were a lot of renovations happening inside of the wind theater where larev used to take place and just to give you an idea of the theater it is in the round the stage is in the middle Uh, all of the seating is in a circle around the edges um And it's a beautiful space. So we knew that that was going to have a refresh for this new production, but had no idea to the extent it was going to be renovated. No. And they're like, this was a lot of work. We're excited about it. Everyone's going to be amazed. Uh, It's still in the round. I was happy to hear that, though. Right. Because we, we liked that part about, you know, part of it. The water is gone from the Larev show, but they're still using that center area. There's so many statistics and factoids we learned <laughs> that uh, we're going to run through them all. But we sat down with Baz Halpin, Bernie Eumann, Michael Curry, all the producers of Awakening coming to the win. And the way they describe this and their passion for it and their vision as we had an intimate breakfast with them was we can't stop talking about it. Like it was so interesting to hear their inside take of how this show was created. Yeah. And just to, um, you know, pause for a second and give you an idea of who, uh, the creative team is Baz Halpin is the producer director. He, uh, I mean, kind of produced, created, uh, Katy Perry's residency show over at resorts world, which is, Incredible. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's done the Taylor Swift tour. He did uh, Pink's Funhouse tour, has been like so deeply involved in just about every facet of the entertainment industry. Uh, Michael Curry is well known for doing large scale puppetry. Mm -hmm. He did the puppetry for The Lion King on Broadway, which has, you know, traveled the country and the world and is visually breathtaking. Uh, He's done the puppetry for Olympic opening ceremonies and is also the person responsible for that lion that Katy Perry rode into the Super Bowl on back in 2015. Yeah. I mean, the resumes (laughs) are incredible. Listen, we could sit here for an hour going through the resumes of all the people involved, but they are the who's who of live theater, music, Broadway, Hollywood, these are the it people. 
The enormity of this project is hard to fathom and harder to put into words. You put the work in, you get the results. And we put the work in. And we're about to show the world what we've done. Everybody on this show wants to leave their best work on the stage. What's unique about Awakening is that we have the world's best storytellers. It surely must be the most technically advanced show on the planet. Yeah, and we sat across from Rick Gray, who is in charge of entertainment operations at The Wind. He's the general manager, been there a long time, knows what he's doing, <laughs> that's for sure. And then Bass Halpin, and we had so many questions for them. I kept spewing out questions, and I feel like I'm just going to kind of like go through my little list because I would be like, how many cast members are in the show? And he was like, 60. <laughs> and I would get all the answers, and then i said, well, how many crew members? About 100. And so 160 cast and crew in this show. Which is a huge number. Mm -hmm. It's incredible. Then he talked about, what, the sound system, right? And the sound system in, in here is going to be spectacular is all that I can imagine because they had to create it from scratch. What they wanted in this theater did not exist. So they worked with a world-renowned uh, audio specialist to create what is now being called Win Sonic. Isn't that cool? The Wynn <laughs> created their own sound system. Yeah. So there's 4,000 speakers. Insane. In the theater. They were saying, it's the greatest sound bar none, like ever in a theater. <laughs> Why would it, with 4,000 speakers, I'd hope so. Yeah. Jeez. So that sounds incredible. And by the way, I should backtrack real quick and say, the show is narrated by Anthony Hopkins. I mean, an Oscar winner. You can't beat it. Recognizable voice. He's gonna. Yeah. It's gonna be so good, right? And then to hear that voice, crystal clear. I can't wait to see what they're uh -huh. gonna do with that. So then we asked a little bit about the stage, and he went through this whole process. Like, you know, obviously we're gonna have to see it, but the way he was describing it, he was saying, "Well, the stage is made of glass. It's three layers. It uh, sits on a structure made of colored glass, kind of like a sculpture. Every section is a different shape." Oh, yeah. By the way, there's a video screen on it. It's like, I don't even know. It's blowing my mind. And We're like, what? By the way, glass bridges are going to be coming out of the walls and <laughs> things will be coming down from the ceiling. And it's just, if you go to our Vegas Revealed social media, you'll see the first footage that's been put out of Awakening over at Wim Las Vegas. It's like combining the most spectacular elements of stage, screen, comics, all into one show. And by the way, getting back to the stage, Dana, um, we're told that this is the most technologically advanced stage in the world. Isn't that incredible? Yeah, and they were saying, I mean, they want, this show is going to be a show that you can only see in Las Vegas, yeah. by the way. You know, that's the goal. Like, you gotta come to Las Vegas and see this show. And- when you say in the world, yeah, you can't go anywhere else to, to do that or to see this stage. And, and something else is that I was struck by are the costumes in the show because they were very specific about the fact that they did not just want the kind of costumes that you would find on Broadway or the typical costumes that you would see in a theatrical production. They wanted 
couture level garments that people are also dancing in and doing stunts in that kind of thing. But they said that, that the wardrobe for this show could be off of any runway in Paris or Milan or New York. I mean, man, they were, there's so many nuggets. I don't even know. (laughs) Yes, that. And then how many casting calls that they went all. And and we asked, you know, is a lot of the the performers are the, I should say, a lot of the performers from around the world. And they said, no, this is different than Larev and Cirque du Soleil. We actually did casting calls all around the United States over and over and over again. And most of our cast members are from within America. Yeah. And I I know a lot are uh, from Las Vegas. Mm Mm-hmm. As well, which is great. So Awakening uh, is opening to the public really soon on November 7th. Tickets are on sale now. The show's 75 minutes, okay? They say it's a perfect time. There's going to be two shows a night. It's Tuesday through Saturday. It'll be dark on Sunday and Monday. It's going to be spectacular. Sean and I will be at the opening. We can't wait to tell you more. You know, it's a 1,600-seat theater, so I expect once this gets out and once people see this, that they are going to have no problem filling those seats. It sounds incredible. A conversation we had with them about kind of the eras of entertainment, I feel like maybe we... Do we want to talk about that now, or maybe we save that this topic for another podcast? Let's save this topic, because I feel it's like it's... I feel like we could go on for... Yeah. 15 minutes on it. Right. Yeah. There's so, so many like, cool nuggets and pieces. Yeah. And it was interesting because as we were chatting with them, we were talking about the types of entertainment that have come and gone, the eras that we've been through. So we will. Yeah. We'll put a pin in that. Quickly wanted to mention, I went to an incredible fundraiser at MGM Grand inside the Grand Garden Arena. Shaq always has this huge gala for the Shaq Foundation. This year, man, it was... <sighs> A beautiful event as usual. Um, Also wanted to mention the concert that they had as part of this, because a lot of people were looking at social media going, holy cow, they had some great people. Uh, Maren Morris performed. I'm a huge fan after seeing her live. I've always liked her music, but I guess I just didn't, it didn't connect for me to ever see her live. But wow, she's fantastic. She is. And I had just seen her the weekend before Mm -hmm. at the iHeartRadio Music Festival. And I'm same thing. Like, wow, she's great. She is great. Yeah, that was a joy to see. Pitbull came out and killed it as usual. Pitbull (laughs) just like raises the roof. He is so much fun to watch perform live with his dancers. And, you know, we fireballed and all that. (laughs) Fire, fireball. Yeah, that was one of them. (laughs) That was great. Her performed. She was fantastic. A little bit slower than some of the upbeat music. But and then Maroon 5 and Adam Levine came out and performed. And it was a big deal. It's made headlines because it was uh, Adam Levine's first performance on stage since this whole direct message, social media scandal, and, you know, he's married, and he was reaching out to other girls, and we don't really need to get into all that, but it was a headline. And by the way, Maroon 5 also just announced a residency. Yes. (laughs) But his wife was there. Oh, that's good. In support. Yeah. Being his Vegas chaperone. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Listen, um, no mentions of anything, even Joe McHale is... The you know yeah. host and comedian yeah. he introduced him. I mean, it was you know 
No mentions of anything. Anyway, it was well, there good. in Maroon 5, you know, hit after hit after hit. It was actually a really good show. It was fun. Um, at one point, Shaq got up there and actually sang with Adam Levine. So that was quite a moment. I have that on my Instagram as well, if you want to see that. Um, it's just a good time. Great fundraiser and a great cause. Happy to be there. They raised, I don't know, at one point they were over well over a million. Oh, geez. Isn't that wow. incredible? I know. And it was the, uh, they call it the the, the Shaq event. Um, but the Shaquille O'Neal Foundation, if you want to get more information, you can go to shackfoundation.org. And they basically, you know, create pathways for underserved youth, help them, you know, achieve their full potential. So I love that two weeks in a row we're talking about foundations that help at-risk youth. So that's amazing. Yeah. If you don't know, there's a lot of philanthropy that happens here in Las Vegas. It's a very giving community. Um, It sounded like there were lots of hits on stage at that charity gala, and Rod Stewart is going to continue to bring his hits to the stage at Caesars Coliseum, uh, adding 13 shows of his residency over there at Caesars Palace. The rock icon will be performing in May and November of 2023. So we'll look forward to having Rod back on stage. And Ed Sheeran is coming to Allegiant Stadium. I love this. He's doing a huge tour and it's going to stop here in Las Vegas. It's not till September 9th of 2023, but heads up um, if you want to get tickets to see Ed Sheeran. So that'll be definitely, I think, a sellout in no time. Now that you're up to date, let's get to tips. All right, here we go. Dana, everyone loves a free attraction in Las Vegas, right? Yes. And they're kind of, I won't say they're going by the wayside, because we still have plenty of them, but like the pirate ships at Treasure Island have gone away. Mm -hmm. Um, We've obviously talked about reports that the volcano in front of the Mirage will be going away once Hard Rock fully takes over that property. Uh, But one attraction that I'm not sure a lot of people know about is at an off-strip property called Samstown. I had no idea when you told me about this. And then you showed me video, and I was like, what? This is like the coolest thing ever. It's It's pretty cool, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I love this. It's free, right? This is a free attraction uh, over at Samstown in their hotel lobby atrium. They have what's called Mystic Falls. It's like this, they have so many trees... It feels like you're walking through a forest in their atrium Mm -hmm. and you follow these pathways and get to this big mountain, this giant rock with waterfalls coming out of it. And at scheduled times in the evening, Mystic Falls comes alive and there's a howling wolf on top. There's a grizzly bear that stands up and roars. There's a bald eagle. There's an owl that's hooting at you. And there is... A fountain show, fountain and laser show, that is, it's kind of like a mini Bellagio Fountains. It sounds great. And you said it's not even short, right? It lasts a little while. No, it kind of goes, I mean, we went over, Shane and I went over there, and there's a bar Mm. in the atrium too. And we were like, you know what? Let's just go grab a drink. We'll sit and watch the show. And I mean, it was, it was good. Yeah. I love it. The video you showed me was impressive. I'm like, I want to go. And I also want to tell my friends with kids, go check this out. It's free. 
you know, and so Samstown is on the east side, Boulder Highway. Boulder Highway, right? Yep. Yep. And, you know, it's a little off the beaten path, but not far from the Las Vegas Strip or, you know, not far if you live on the east side. Really, if you live in Henderson, it's close by too. So this is an option, Mystic Falls, free show over at Samstown. I love it. Tip number two, though, Sean, we're going to stick at Samstown because why not? And, and you told me about this and I thought, okay, our listeners need to know because we love a good meal deal. We do. And uh, in uh, all clarity, I have not personally tried this meal deal yet. However, it is high on my to-do list. Uh, but it's a steak and lobster dinner for nineteen ninety nine. What? That's like old Vegas prices. Yes, that's under 20 bucks. Yeah, under 20 bucks. <laughs> steak and lobster dinner. Now, they offer this at TGI Fridays inside of Samstown from 3 to 6 p.m. And then again from 10 p.m. to 1 a.m. So if you're an early bird or a night owl, mm-hmm. when it comes to your meals, when it comes to your dinner, this one Put it on your to-do list. So is it like, because TGI Fridays is like a chain. So is it only at this location probably? I would imagine it's a special deal for the Samstown location of TGI Friday. I've never seen that on any Friday's menu. (laughs) This is great. So we got to try that. We said we'll, we'll go over and try it at some point, right? And check it out. And then we'll do our review of the steak and lobster. How much lobster do you get? How much steak do you get? All that stuff. I know, but listen, for under 20 bucks, you can't beat it. That's for sure. Love it. Thank you, Sean. Two tips from Samstown. That is a show. We've gone through so much. And download the brand new Vegas Near Me app. It is officially out. And we're thrilled about it. You need iOS 16 on your phone. You can download it. We have a link in our show notes. Please use that link. And if you're an Android user, you're going to have to wait just a couple more weeks uh, before it hits the Google Play store. But Apple users, Vegas Near Me is now live. All right. Love it. It's been a good day. It's been a good podcast. We'll see you next week for episode 139.